0: Part 3. Escaping the Riptide, the Harmony Way. The Ides of March. It was the last week in March 2000. Little did I realize its life-changing significance at the time. It involved goldfields and harmony, and this was many years before the hostile bid. At the time, I was consulting as a strategic director to Blue Moon Underground, an events company with its roots in the industrial theater, which was intent on making an impact in the mining industry. The founder, an off-the-wall creative genius Rick Melville, and I worked together closely, united by a vision that if only mine bosses would or could communicate differently with their employees, things could change dramatically. Fresh from completing my MBA, which centred around developing a new model for internal marketing by means of applying the principles of external marketing, I was brimming with theory, full of conviction, and desperate to have the opportunity to apply my thinking. Cut to our Monday morning presentation to Goldfields, and forgive my slightly melodramatic Dali-esque recollection of it. On carpets so plush, they literally felt knee-deep, watched by what felt like a thousand pair of eyes staring down at me from the portraits of old white men and at the very far end of a glistening mahogany boardroom table. I died a thousand deaths. My passionate and well-reasoned rationale fell on at least seven pairs of deaf, white, male ears. When the boss man called me lovey, and asked me to prove where this has worked before. I knew that my and his fate were sealed. Never again. So destroyed was I after that meeting that I pleaded with Rick for us to cancel the meeting set up for later that week with Harmony Gold. Bless his soul, Rick wouldn't budge. We agreed that a Monty Python, and now for something completely different type approach, was the only way to go. And it was. But ultimately, the joke was on us. The meeting was set up at the rather ramshackle Ranfantine Club in an enormous, musty-smelling room with trestle tables and a few mismatching chairs. Harmony had just taken over Ranfantine via a hostile bid and in true Harmony form had moved their HQ to Ranfantine to get in their faces. The derelict state of the room was no problem for us as we chucked out our PowerPoint slide deck in favour of brown papering the tables, planning to use thick, brightly coloured markers to illustrate our thinking and relying on Red Bull energy drinks for inspiration. We were standing around outside the room, anxiously awaiting the arrival, by helicopter perhaps, of the infamous mining magnate, as the newspapers called him, Bernard Swanepoel and his team, when someone tapped me on the arm. Caught unawares and ever jumpy, I wheeled around to see a really young guy in jeans, slip-slops, and a white golf shirt, obviously the waiter, I assumed. On the verge of asking for another Diet Coke, I was saved from eternal humiliation when the waiter, none other than the mining magnate himself, began making introductions. The meeting was exactly that, a meeting of minds and philosophies, about what people could become given the right environment. Concepts of discretionary effort, internal marketing, and ideas about making shift bosses, middle management, rock stars, were floated. We brainstormed and laughed, not least when we spotted a cockroach neatly cellophaned among the baker's biscuits, grudgingly provided by the club. Not once was proof discussed in that let's do it environment. It felt like magic could happen after that meeting. And it did. Listening sessions, cartoons, and a song. Despite Harmony's well-known disdain for consultants, they realized that they needed external help in the area of so-called internal communication. As the darlings of newspapers and shareholders alike, it seemed that nothing could stop the Harmony juggernaut externally. Internally, it was a different story. After numerous acquisitions per year for a few years, one of which had been a successful hostile bid for Ranfantine, there was a realisation that some internal focus was desperately needed. In all communication, be it in advertising or internal, my approach has always been to listen first. So we embarked on a series of one-on-one listening sessions at all levels and at all operations, The objective being to understand current perceptions about harmony, its leadership, philosophy, and direction. This differed from the standard business review that most consultants undertake in that there were no existing tools that we were looking to apply. Ours was truly a blank page approach. I conducted well over a hundred interviews, chatting with shift bosses, miners, rock drill operators, and metallurgists, among others. What a great way to learn about an industry! If only the exco could have heard the smart things that their employees had to say. As people tend to do in listening sessions, they opened up, poured out their hearts and souls, and in many cases, the DNA of the famous Harmony Way was clearly visible. Of course, much of the feedback was not good. But not good in the way that if it were received in an open-minded, non-defensive way, and if acted on and addressed, it could dramatically change things. I remember being surrounded by all my notes and quotes and tables and graphs and thinking, how can I paint this picture? Instinctively, I knew that a picture would be worth a thousand words. Sadly, God hasn't blessed me with the ability to draw on paper what I see in my mind's eye. But happily, God has blessed me with Adam Truscott. At the time, he was a freelance illustrator And when I sat down and showed him my little stick men and speech bubbles and arrows explaining what I saw, he got it immediately. The result was the first set of listening session feedback cartoons. We did one per region, showing the hierarchy level by level, and used humor, sarcasm, and in some cases, brutal honesty to showcase the issues. We were chuffed with the results. And then came the presentation. We knew that it couldn't be just another same old, same old. These guys were mavericks, pushing the boundaries, bored with the conventional. But they also needed to take our input seriously, and we had to make our case credibly. So we eased them into it. We started with the feedback, neatly analyzed and boxed in a PowerPoint deck. Then came the cartoons. When you are showing cartoons which say, Harmony leadership are Nazis in denim, it's tough, and even the cutest little drawings aren't going to ameliorate the sting. With my heart in my throat, I laid each region's cartoons on the table and talked the Xco through them. As I finished, there was a stunned silence. Darn it, I thought, a bridge too far. A moment later, the team all started talking at once, They saw how valuable these could be, how we could speak into employees' issues, solve their problems, start a real conversation about the so-called Harmony Way. I was thrilled. Because of the Exco's courage and commitment, I saw these cartoons used in ways I'd never imagined. Each regional director used theirs to give feedback and start an honest conversation with employees. And it wasn't all just talk. Real issues, like the quality of the food in the hostel, were highlighted in the cartoons. The HR director, who'd been unaware, immediately investigated, found the problem, and sorted it out. We used these cartoons extensively as part of internal roadshows, which Bernard, as the CEO, committed to and undertook every single quarter. I saw how effective, courageous, and self-deprecating leadership could be. Back to the presentation. DJ Grant, Blue Moon Underground's creative director, had been intimately involved with the interviews and the results. A country music fan and moonlighting crooner, he'd been inspired to write the Harmony Way song, outlining the pitfalls of Harmony's approach, the holes in the road, the salary cutbacks, the need for speed, as well as the benefits, no potholes in the ore body, and new life for old minds, with a catchy refrain... That means we have to cut away what we call the frills. That means we can't afford to have delay because that's the Harmony way. I swear, Country Road Take Me Home has nothing on this. Anyway, to end off our presentation to Exco, who, albeit Maverick, was still good old mining and engineering guys, DJ hauled out his guitar, grabbed his Stetson from under the desk, and treated us all to his version of the Harmony Way. I can still see the faces. Suffice to say, the Harmony Way song hit number one on the employee hit parade, and we used it extensively, kind of apt for a company named Harmony. The birth of the Red Arrow and Brand Print. Being an alumnus of Ogilvy & Mather, one of the largest advertising agencies worldwide, Created by the father of branding, David Ogilvy, brands and brand building are in my blood. For some, a brand is just a logo or a corporate identity. For me, a brand is an ideology, the sum of perceptions that people hold about a person, a company, even a share price. The battlefield of a brand is in the mind, yet its value is tangible. Today, Brands sit on balance sheets as goodwill and in share prices as unexplained premiums to NPV or underlying value. Externally, the Harmony brand was well on its way. Perceived as maverick, unconventional, challenging the norm, it appeared to be a great story. Internally, however, there was no coherent ideology for employees, mostly newly acquired, to aspire to or to feel part of. The Harmony where at the time was an empty coat hanger. The opportunity to use words to paint the picture of a future that all employees would want to create was, pardon the pun, a golden one. The words came first, what we called the brand or culture print. I borrowed this concept from advertising, where we were required to articulate a blueprint of the desired perceptions which was stated in the present tense. The logic of this is that if you see it and say it often enough, it eventually becomes reality. You can imagine the tough sell that this airy-fairy-sounding concept was to mining and engineering guys, but the top team committed to it, reinforced it, and role-modeled it. It took way longer than I ever thought it would, but it did take hold. I still recall my goosebumps, when many years later, mine managers, artisans, miners, employees at every level would proudly quote our Harmony brand print. Harmony is a place where ordinary people deliver extraordinary performance. Dignity and respect replace status. Leaders grow. The plan is the boss. Flat structures replace hierarchy. The only limits are the ones you give yourself. Substance counts, form doesn't. Job content replaces job title. People are encouraged and valued for potential performance. Race and gender don't matter. Delivery does. All our people count enough to be cared for. Harmony people. Create the future, not just of gold mining, but of business in South Africa. Are fearless, gutsy, passionate, energetic. Think. Take decisions, are not afraid to fail, have fun, care about each other, know what contribution they make, serve rather than instruct, know what they want and how to get it, try new things, are never satisfied, are smart, bright and expressive, do what they say they will, can cope with, adapt to and thrive on change, are positive even when everyone else is negative. Say thank you. Harmony thinks nothing is impossible. It's about an attitude. Every single employee can make a difference. Harmony recognises performance through other people, contributions, not positions, initiative, challenging the status quo, honesty. Harmony delivers growth in assets and in people, value to shareholders, consistently, Against all odds, no matter what. Harmony speak. Brutal honesty, no frills, hands-on, attention to details, straight talking, no nonsense, back to basics, keep it simple, can do, make it happen, why not? The magic. We believe in ourselves and in each other. A rainbow of cultures, attitudes and dreams binds us, defines us, drives us and makes us stronger. We know that not one of us alone can achieve more than what we can achieve together. Then came the logo, the red arrow, the visual shorthand for all those words. Tread softly because you tread on my dreams, as the Yates poem goes. This is all too true with clients and logos. Harmony was no different. At the time, pre the red arrow, Harmony had a fairly generic pyramid of gold bars that they'd grown used to. At the initial feedback presentation, we discussed the idea of creating a compelling brand, a signature that would encompass all that Harmony stood for, their version of the Nike Swoosh. Sounded great, but no one had any idea of where to go next. Inspiration struck, as it always does, in an unlikely guise. It happened to be annual report time, And as we searched for just the right image for the cover, I spotted a picture on an office wall. This picture was of a road sign in Virginia, which said Harmony Way with a right-facing directional arrow. The Harmony Way Road in Virginia still exists. Immediately, I rotated this in my mind so that the arrow pointed upwards. This was the clearest indicator of the straight-line profit that Harmony was delivering in spades. Working with the designer, we fiddled and fiddled, but to no avail. The road sign and the upward arrow just didn't work. But the sign had given us the idea of the arrow, and from there, we went to the heart of the business, the rock face itself. Red spray paint is used to mark off the rock face to be blasted underground. An upwards-pointing, spray-painted red arrow on an underground rock was the perfect visual for the annual report cover and, as it turns out, for harmony and everything it aspired to stand for. I knew, as soon as I saw it, that this was not just a logo, not just a corporate identity. This was a brand to strive for, to live for, to love. And to this day, I do.